Hello and welcome to All Systems Go. This is a weekly challenge podcast focused on the Go programming language. Every week we bring you Go community news, Go language news, and we work through a challenge that is designed to expand our capabilities in the Go programming language so that one day we won't have to use the force to sink our lightsabers into the sand. We can just use Go. My name's Chris. My name's Kofi. Welcome to All Systems Go. Sink our lightsabers into the sand. Is that too graphic for a for a family podcast? I don't know. Should you say spoiler alert? <laughs> oh shoot! I never even thought about that. Was just a random pull, like in case you wanted to put a lightsaber hey. in a sand somewhere. Hey, I mean, don't worry about it. No, it's. I think it's big <laughs> enough that it's not going to matter. So, um, so <laughs> it's a couple of weeks after release, right? I mean, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, but exactly. If you're a fan of if you're a fan and you haven't seen it yet, shame on you. Yeah. So <laughs> you sh- it's safe to say you should go see it, right? We're talking about Rise of the Skywalker for folks that are, you know, uh, not Star Wars fans or potentially, I don't know how big it is actually outside of North America. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we're talking about Rise of the Skywalker. We've both well, seen it. We are 100% gonna go see nerds. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah. Dude, so, so how's yep. it going? Life it's is going good. good. Coming back from holidays has been a little bit painful. I'm not gonna not gonna lie. Um, my family celebrated the thing. We talked about that. I guess we had a New Year's episode. So, but there, we had time off in there. You had time off. I had time yeah. off. We're back on a normal schedule now. But yeah, it's it's been painful. Honestly, getting back to work. Oh, everything's painful right now. It's just uh, although I'm pretty sure, and like you said, I think I sound a lot more relaxed. Obviously, you do. being gone for a week. Um, it's only a matter of time before all that changes, right? But <laughs> it's all good. Uh, it's one of those. <laughs> it's one of those things with uh, with the new year. I mean, I think honestly, it's one of those pieces where you have to take time at the end of the year, or you know, a lot end of a long series of just a lot of work, and just take a little time for yourself. And I think that was just what I kind of needed. I think we we're starting to push ourselves. A little far, so it's all good. It's kind of necessary, but uh, self-care. Yeah, hey, dude, like you see all those posts on Instagram, you know, it's uh, self. (laughs) What is it? It's like self-care Saturday or something like that. Okay, is that a thing? I don't know, dude. (laughs) I'm gonna use that with my kids tomorrow. (laughs) Nah, this is self-care Saturday. (laughs) Go play a video game or something. Yeah, I got time. I, I just need a little time to myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. So I mean, it's 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 pretty cool. So yeah, I just again, <clears throat> as much as I thought I was going to do a lot on vacation, I I spent a lot of time just doing nothing and trying to decompress my mind, as um, it should be. Focus on actually, you know, it's interesting. Have you ever meditated before? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So some guided meditation. I thought it was pretty good. Just. You know, I think it just you know puts you in a in a in a very interesting state and a much more relaxed state. So um, something I'm getting no, just just my, one of those personal things. Obviously, to incorporate more into my life, like 15 minutes a day, just do some meditation, clear my mind, and then refocus on whatever I'm trying to do. So just some stuff when you're feeling frustrated as you're writing some code or trying to come up with an idea, take like 15 minutes, clear your mind, and then relook at it. Right. So yeah. Yep. Let let everything kind of go for a minute and just be present, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah, and then yep. you can get right back at it. Should you choose to? Well, uh, 
gosh, there was a, I mean, it, it seemed like not everybody was on holiday, frankly, because <laughs> there's a whole lot of medium posts and blog posts and code releases. And we actually have a lot to talk about today. Yeah. It was, it was pretty impressive to see like January 2nd kick around and man, everything was just flooding out the door. So, um, with that, I mean, one of the neat things is even to get started, um, you know, we talk about the hundred days of coding. Um, I'm going to, like, I was going to start while on vacation. Then I thought that was a really bad idea because I would just not do that. <laughs> so <laughs> basically today and to, is my official first day. Two day, uh, this day. Two, two day is actually my very first day for my nice. hundred days of code. Um, I think what I'm going to do is every day you're going to see me post something inside the Slack chat, uh, in our, and from the, uh, our ASG. Uh, Slack channel, so oh, I like I'm that. just going to talk about what I'm what I'm doing, what I worked on, uh, and I think that's pretty cool. I've had time to brainstorm how to build and model my financial app. Uh, I've been doing some research uh, on something called inside bar trading, uh, and the algorithm is actually pretty cool. So, and it's something that we can easily implement with a lot of the stuff that we've done from a comparison perspective. So, I'm going to take the same stuff that we've done from uh, Rapid API, maybe pull the, um, we were able to pull the uh, quotes for any of the different pieces, but the the end goal really is to create a scanner and apply the fundamental principle of an inside bar trade to, for a setup. I, anyways, if you want some cool reading, I'll send you some stuff on that. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty neat, neat. As you, I think one of the things that I wanted to do is say like, what can I do in real life that I, I want to do and 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 I want to learn a little bit more about. And that was the one thing. So I want to do that. And uh, I was talking with my brother, and you know, he's an accountant, and <laughs> he would have ideas. I'm sure he, he has ideas about certain things. So I, I want to take some of those those pieces about you know whatever financial principles or whatever they may be. But it's pretty much a good way for you to see how you can write code that might better your life. There's applications out there that are there, but I challenge you or challenge anyone during this piece, like even during the hundred days of code first, um, call it 20 days, focus on the basics and then, and, and, and draw out what your idea is. Um, so one of the things I think I wanted to do was really focus on, the components and I actually found again by going back to a few things that we talked about in the past through the Go Dev site, we were looking at some Go Web examples. Okay. So that's yep. actually pretty cool. So every one of the different components that is in the Go Web Examples component is something that we can use or I can use for sure in the application that I'm trying to build. And then there's some other stuff just on the side that I think is is really relevant. So um, if you haven't been there to the site, there's gowebexamples.com. Just go there. Some very interesting, very easy tutorials. Um, but it gives you all the different foundational pieces to build your application that I think is, is, is pretty cool. And then, uh, from there, what the plan is, is to make sure that I'm, you know, creating the flow diagrams and interactions and, once I've started coding out my modules and I'm using it specifically uh, on the principles that we've learned. So when we're creating, you know, error coding. So when you're doing database connections, spinning up web servers, accessing files and data, different pieces where if I hand you the code, I think you're going to be able to, right. you know, very easily interpret what I'm doing. But if it doesn't work properly, you know, how are we going to do that? And then obviously 
building and error coding and logging when you are you don't want your application to fail per se, but you want it to continuously run. And then other pieces is like, how can I get it to basically schedule and run on a on a on a on a schedule basis and package it together? So we'll probably talk a bit about that. But in a hundred days of code, that's what I'm hoping to do: basically create an application from what I've known, package it together, deploy the code as part of a container, and have it run somewhere. It sounds like you got a almost a bit of a product plan going on there where you're going <clears> to <throat> kind of strengthen some strengthen some coding muscles for the first 20 days and then move yep. into actually building out some some things. Yes, that's uh that's kind of what has to happen. So we'll see how fast I, I get and where. And I don't think that I it, this isn't about how much code you can pump out in a day. I think the big piece is just it's much like anything. It's building the muscle memory to be able to do something very specific, and then applying your logic to it. So, if you, if I know that you know I'm building out the first part of my application, and it's not really anything that I really need in there, um, maybe it's just some pieces where I'm building out all the math that's related to what I'm doing. Great. Well, what is all the math that I actually need to do in testing? What that looks like, um, and then you know going from there. So, yeah, moderation is not really something I'm good at. Um, but the, <laughs> the one thing that I like the, the first app that I got into a, you know, quasi production state was really a result of like sitting down and saying, okay, I asked for this challenge. I uh-huh. asked for this challenge. <laughs> so, uh, what I'm going now going to do is I'm going to make uh, a change. I'm going to just commit code every single day and just yep. work on, uh, work on it every day, and that's how it eventually got done because you just made tiny little improvements over and over again. And you know, like like I've said before, I'm sure if there's any you know uh, professional developers here in the audience, um, they're just nodding their head or maybe rolling their eyes because that's what you got to do. I think mm-hmm. is just like keep at it every day, make little changes. So if you wanted to uh, make those go muscles bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a, I think there's a site for that. Yep. So, and, and even that, I mean, if you want to post in the Slack chat or post to Twitter, uh, as well, if you're going to do this, why don't you let us know what you're doing? Um, if you're going to take the hundred code days of code challenge, um, challenge yourself to build a small scale application. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Keep it simple. It's just really the idea is I want to get myself past the point where I'm at right now. So I think the big thing that I have to do is really focus on, um, just getting this first part done and then actually producing something and then applying some of the advanced techniques to 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 that code that's got built. So there's a there's a method to the madness. There's also a strategic goal. I mean, I think we're gonna get a little deeper in some of the pieces that we're gonna talk about, um, which is actually pretty cool. And then uh, as we go through some coding uh, exercises, I think you'll see us get a little deeper, kind of in the back half of. Um, off of those hundred days, and that's where I'm going to get super excited uh, as we start to to build some of these pieces out. Yeah, so uh, a couple of places to go to if you're if you're following along at home, or if you're thinking about uh, exercising, uh, trying to trying to get your uh, go muscles going. Um, and and you've linked these here, Kofi. The Go for Sizes site has a yep. bunch of uh, coding exercises just to to get you going and really get on some of those basics. Um, and then it looks like you've jumped into a couple of tutorials that you're going to roll through. 
Yeah, I think the I have a few of the first ones. There's, uh, yeah, I think you talked about it. Um, you know, John has put his. Uh, actually, it just ended so today. So maybe oh. we should have pushed this out before, but it doesn't oh. matter. There was forty percent off uh, when you're thinking about doing. Um, you know, John's web development with Go. Um, so you know, obviously we had the link in our past pieces, but we'll talk about you know John Calhoun's piece, and he's actually created a new. Uh, package that he's going to be putting out and i think that was going to be on sale as well in his tests with go or test with nice. go which is actually pretty good so you're going to see some new stuff there he also made some pretty cool improvements to his site as he collapsed everything together and much like us uh, just reading through some of his stuff he was on taking a little well-earned time off uh, as that was going but it's really consolidated his pieces together and it's awesome so i'm going to do that uh, as well just to you know it's more on Building, uh, you know, obviously build running and maintaining uh, the application um, and or releasing and maintaining the application, but um, and just getting in the habit of doing stuff like that and making minor changes as I publish it. Uh, and I think I talked to you about it. I think there's going to be a time when we're going to have to explore, you know, publishing some of these packages in um, from a portability perspective or natively within a cloud environment and. I think that's going to be super fun once we get there and start talking about that. So there's that. Yeah. And so for folks who um, take a look at John's site, it's actually use golang, all one word, dot com. Um, and it's not an advertisement. We're not actually paid um, by John, but um, you'll find that his sites are, or his courses are, hmm, I don't want to say expensive, but uh, it's not, they're not Udemy prices or they're not, um, you know, um, one of these other tutorial sites that has like a crazy sale and you get it for twelve ninety nine. Uh, but John puts a lot of thought and effort into his courses and what you will uh. see in those courses, like with the web development go, he had, he, he's got an HTML um, follow along. He's got a, like he's, he's written a book around this course. 700 actually, pages. Yeah, you can follow along in the book. You yeah. can download the PDF. You can download an e-reader version. There's many different options. And then he's also got a video for every single chapter where he goes through, like, here's how to do the thing. And often where he has challenges, he actually walks through, like, here's how I would do the challenge. And that's the part that I think is awesome. Like, it's cool to kind of follow along and and go through, like, the the lesson if you will and like here's how you do this one thing but then when he puts out a challenge and says hey we're uh you think about doing this thing and then you sort of think about it and then he walks you through how you know he would approach that challenge like that is that's gold in my opinion yeah that's money so i agree i this is not the same style of course as you would get with like a Udemy course where it's, you know, pretty much they're all laid out into a specific type of format. Um, this is, I think a much, it's, it's designed for beginners, but it's beyond beginner. You know what I mean? And there's tidbits that you're going to probably look in there and use for, you know, <laughs> for a while you're going to do use it as a reference, which is awesome. Um, and with that, I mean, there's also some other stuff when we think about, uh, I think you, you kind of <laughs> did some other stuff here. Mm-hmm. Um, you posted a YouTube link. <laughs> yeah, so I, this came up in my feeds um, uh, uh, this week, sort of over the holidays, and I thought it was kind of fun, uh, Fun, I guess is the right word. Um, and it is uh, on a YouTube uh, page called Scaleability. Um, and they do a lot of, a lot of singing. And so there was this, uh, 
in uh, spring 2019. I guess I, I kind of missed it. Uh, it happened much earlier in the year, but uh, at their what they call Disney concert, um, they actually they actually presented a, a choral version of um, of a, a song that was of a certain level of popularity, and they <laughs> they turned it into a an ode to go, if you will. So it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. So that'll be in the, sh- that'll be in the show notes. I don't know if I should infect everyone's ears with, uh, with the song or not. I should. Okay. Hang on. So here's a quick little clip. Anyway, it's a well done piece for sure. Great voices, yeah. and uh, and I'm sorry for everybody that just listened to that. That is now going to potentially uh, be singing that. In there. But the chorus was actually right in go, yeah. right in go. And so anyway, the, the lyrics are pretty humorous if if you've done any development in go or not. Uh, so check it out. It'll be in the show notes. It's pretty cool, and they've got a lot of other songs in here too, uh, which are pretty neat. Awesome, that's pretty cool. Um, Oh, so, I mean, we, we all, I mean, new sites we found, obviously you found, and I like it already more than, uh, again, I'm a huge fan of Medium. Like, I, I think it's a great way to consolidate, um, you know, articles, and there's a lot of people who write and publish the Medium. Medium's a great way that it, it basically can pull from other, uh, sites. The other thing that I like to think about Medium is that, you know, even though, even though I, I I don't know, it's it's not just Go. There's obviously any other language that there is, but I mean, it's a pretty good consolidation of it. Everything is like bite sized chunks, right? I, I really I I don't know about you, but like, a, everybody has time for a six minute article, and True. you yep. know you you can read through something and get a concept. It's that's what I really like about Medium, right? So if 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 you're into it and you you want to do the subscription, great. But that's not what we're here to talk about. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, Dev.to? Yeah, so Dev.to hit my radar quite a while ago, and it's probably not news for everyone. But if you haven't checked out Dev.to, I highly encourage you to go look at it. Um, it's a so you can you can create your own membership, or you can you know sign up. Um, you can log in with a couple of different things, um, and then you actually select tags that you want to follow. Um, one of which is Go, and there's a ton of content on Go in here. Um, sometimes it's links to other blog places or whatnot, but it's still it's still a great aggregator. Um, I think for me in Go News. Um, with us doing the show, and then also for my own personal interest, uh, it's Reddit, so r slash Golang. There's certainly lots of stuff there. And then dev.to um, is is the other place I kind of go. And then and then really it's it's Twitter. And those are the three places that I get most of my content. Um, the content itself, like a blog post or whatever, usually ends up being in a medium or a blog or whatever. But there's a ton of great stuff on dev.to. So if you have not been there yet, um, certainly go check it out. They, uh-huh. also, uh, they also release uh, podcast I don't know if it's show notes or just like when episodes are released, you'll see them there. Um, I'm not sure how to get our podcast on there, but um, but it's all there. So yeah, definitely go check out dev.to. It feels um, it feels like what I wish Hacker News was, and that I know that's blasphemy, blasphemy. But um, <laughs> every time I go to Hacker News, I know tons of people love Hacker News. Every time I go to it, I'm just looking at the site. It makes my eyes water. I just it's like eh, no, I know it's got lots of great stuff, but dev.to is uh, is pretty awesome. So you know, check it out. 
Yeah, that is absolutely. I, I like even just browsing through some of the articles that were just released in the last, um, you know, I, I don't even know, like few minutes. Like, I mean, there's other still cool stuff where, um, where was this one? Actually, we were talking about, uh, ooh, like Dave Cheney go length pop quiz. <laughs> what is the up for, the, for this program? And you know, I guess this is Dave Cheney's posts on uh, yeah. Twitter. Um, so, stuff so like Dave, that, right? So. Yeah, Dave Cheney. If you don't, if you don't know who Dave Cheney is, um, certainly go go look him up. We've talked to him about him a bunch. Um, but uh, in his Twitter feed, he will often say, "Hey, what's the output of this program?" Um, and he'll just, you know, it's a pop quiz, and you can just reply to it or or not. But uh, not, it's yeah. it's kind of neat. Yeah. But yeah, there's lots of great stuff in there. The other part, um, even if we look through this, some of the, even the articles that we talked about, we talked about like different things like logging. Uh, at the beginning of this piece, we even talked about like, okay, well, what do I really want to do? Um, you know, just specifically talking about uh, building an application public thing with GCP. There's an awesome tutorial that's already there. Uh, like again, all the stuff that I want to do and we want to do is great. And there's different things where we talk about size and read and how much time it takes to do. These are bite-sized chunks. This is not things that are super complicated. Uh, and that's what I like about it. So you can go, you can read through it. It doesn't take a huge amount of time. It's much like Medium. Great source of news. Great ways to look at different things. Oh, this is pretty cool. Because we even talked about like IoT sensors using Raspberry Pi and how can we do that. And look at that. Yeah, pretty cool. Like, I mean, right this is cool stuff, dude. Like, so yep. again, I am a huge fan of, uh, anyways... I like it when people do cool stuff, and this is a great way to find out what other people are doing. Also, they give you samples to be able to do it, and code samples or projects or whatever it is that they're publishing. Go check it out. I, I think, and again, it's another testament to the the Go community. And I've said it a few times, but the Go community is just so cool. Like everyone seems to want to share and they're happy to share it and they like to put things out there. And as I sort of dabble in other languages to, you know, to do other things, um, starting to learn that that's not always the case. Like Go is really, there are very few communities like Go that are, are like that. And I think that's a big reason why people should consider choosing Go to program because it's just, it's great. It's a great community. Yeah. And Speaking of community, um, one of the things I wanted to add to this podcast is regularly talk about meetups that are in your area. Because one of the things that really bums me out is when I see a meetup has gone by and I missed it. So I thought what I would love for us to be able to do is just, you know, touch on, hey, you know, in your area, there are these types of meetups. And just a quick list, dump it onto a page somewhere so that you have that list. Um, I failed miserably this week because I was trying to talk to the meetups API and kind of pull out everything go um, in the region. There's some other ways to kind of go about it, but I really wanted to get a, an app going there and just talk to the API and pull these out. Didn't get there, but I wanted to let you all know if you're listening, um, we're going to definitely um, have a section of the podcast, maybe not every week, but just to talk about like meetups that are coming. I think it makes sense as like a start of the month thing, right? Like that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So these meetups are happening this month, so so go check it up. And and very often for meetups, right? Unless you know, in some areas there there are wait lists and they are really heavily um, used, so you do need that RSVP and that sort of thing. But you know, very often um, you don't need a huge lot of lead time to actually get into these things. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, huh. so what what actually happened? Like, what I mean, it got you really upset. So, oh, I just it, you know. So first off, there there were 
the so the API is documented, but meetups is it seems like they're going through a they're going through a phase where they are trying to monetize more. Um, and in order to get access to all parts of the API, it seems as if you need a pro account now, which I am not really willing to to pay for. So you can get access to some things, but it doesn't seem like you can get access to everything. And so that was part of the bummer. Um, the other part of it was the the best um, the best library I could find that was already built because I didn't want to build my own because I'm lazy. Um, was in JavaScript, and I was like, "Man, more JavaScript." <laughs> so I feel like uh, we need to we, we need to put it out there to the community if there's a way or thoughts around how to get this better. Let us know. Um, yeah, I, I think there's there. some folks that actually aggregate these things, but yeah, that's great. If you have an idea um, of the right way to do this, or you know, want to work with us on that, you know, let us know either in the uh, the Gopher Slack. Uh, hashtag all systems go uh, hit us up on the Twitters however you want to get in touch with us awesome so news that we found this week um, that was kind of I guess community news and this is kind of language news sure um, yeah. so we've, y- you found a ton of articles I found a couple <laughs> articles um, yeah uh, how should we approach this I don't want to tire you out and have you talk about a ton of articles in a row. Uh, no, s- like like just let's just do some fun stuff, I guess. Um, right. uh, d- 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 let's see. How about we go? I think there's a couple. Pro- I mean, my whole thing is like, what what did I find that was cool? I mean, there's obviously a pretty cool article when we talk about Go modules. We haven't really talked about it. Mm-hmm too much That's on the true. program. Um, we will get there, I think, once we start building applications and kind of reusable libraries or libraries that need to be maintained independently. That's a great way uh, that we'll look at it. But like, there's a good article that Tim Jones put out basically on Go modules with uh, private Git repositories. So, I mean, this seems pretty cool as we go um through maybe we you know as we go through that whole piece maybe we're learning how to implement or use CI/CD pipelines and different things like that and what we want to do or how we want to manage and maintain some of our package and maybe we don't want to use a public repo like there's great ways that we could do this so yep. um well I think it was a pretty cool article uh that was uh posted so I had a quick read through it um and obviously I want to take uh, a few things from there and 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 obviously try it out. I think this is, I think, as one of the foundational pieces, you can even look at a lot of the ways when we think about how we're developing and we are focused on branches and branching and basically the ideas, the computing code and how we want to do this. And then maybe, was this something I was reading? I don't know. It was probably something I was reading. It was like different ways to deliver content. You know, Maybe it's the fact that we create specific branches for just everything that we're trying to work on or maybe it's a project we're trying to do because there's a lot of different ways I think we're going to be able to do it and some stuff we might want to start, you know, obviously private and get that going and then um, obviously later on uh, expose that and make it more publicly available or basically manage and maintain it a different way. So, yeah, I don't know. It was a, I thought it was great. great. It was a good, concise article just yeah. walking through here's how you want to use modules and if you need to use uh, private repos in your CICD pipeline, here's mm-hmm. how it goes. So that'll be yeah. in the show notes. Pretty cool stuff. Um, there was another one, um, and again, I, my whole thing is is like again, I was looking at a lot of different stuff for uh, from a medium perspective, and then you know, 
I don't, there's, there's a lot of different things that, um, that we go through and then we can talk about using like, you know, cross, cross platform CLIs might be easier and go. There's a great article that was actually pretty much written, uh, in here as well. And this was, uh, why we're writing machine learning infrastructure. Sorry. Why we're writing machine learning infrastructure in Go, not Python. So we like to have these comparative pieces where we want to say, okay, well, a lot of people talk about how they're, you know, doing certain things. And this is a pretty uh, cool article uh, when we talk about like production mean learning is all about more than just the algorithm. That's a pretty cool catchphrase. Caleb yeah. Kaiser is the one who created <laughs> it. So quick read, not too long, uh, five minute read on just what they're doing. Um, there's a public repo or you can get his stuff on GitHub uh, where we talk about that. Uh, you know, deploy machine learning core modules in production, different stuff that they're doing on there. So cortex.dev. And, you know, he talks a little bit more about uh, you know, kind of what else they're they're doing in there from an AWS and Kubernetes perspective. So yeah, I thought this one was really interesting just to think about. Like, so I know Go isn't the first language that comes to mind um, when you think about machine learning. Um, so it was interesting to see Cortex Labs um, and and Caleb here saying, you know what, we decided to go with Go. Go with Go. Oh gosh, I did it again. Um, be, because there are some good things about Go that make it perfect for what we are trying to accomplish. Um, so they wanted to build a CLI. They have some infrastructure things they need to do. Um, and uh, and additionally, what did they say? Oh, the one that I really liked is they said, Go is a pleasure to work with. So ah, there you go. See? And in your face, Python. Go is dramatically faster than Python. <laughs> yes. Asterix, footnote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyhow. Um, I feel so, like that's, there's, a, there's a fight there somewhere, I'm sure. There's Pythonistas listening right now that want to. Oh, it's fine. We're <laughs> no, they're, they're, not, they're not listening. They're busy putting white space into their code. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Wait, there's a space missing from this line. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, again, I, I, this is what I love about you know some of these pieces is, you know, we got to read through some of these 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 components, which are pretty cool. But it's these little quick articles, quick hit articles. Um, found another another pretty cool uh, article when we talk about um, you know Docker's Kubernetes and Helm, and then you know what they what they are. Like, it's just like an overview. Uh, article. I thought it was pretty cool as we were able to just kind of uh, walk through kind of what you want to do. You build an application, you need to basically package it and then, you know, or put it somewhere, package it and then deploy it. Like this is kind of one of the big things that, you know, how are we or and why would we even use, uh, you know, Docker Helm and Kubernetes? And this is just a nice high level way to explain, you know, why would you use any of this kind of for modern application development? Like arguably, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of other people who, you know, have been doing this forever, but obviously there's a lot of new people developing, uh, who are probably listening to this. Um, and this is one of the pieces where this is something that I care about, obviously, and want to get better at. And I think everybody should, if they're going to do this. Uh, so good reading. Uh, just quick read, not not too long, but obviously one of these pieces that we we care about as we start, you know, building uh, our our applications and how we're going to basically package those together. So, I think we're going to have to have um, a whole like we're going to have to read up a lot on 
packaging and deploying, right? And just For sure. best practices around yeah. it, security wrapped around it, all these different pieces. Sometimes it's just like not all about let's get this out the door. Um, yeah. But, Here's but your binary. Like, what are we let's go. <laughs> exactly, right? So yeah. um, so that article was Seattle Data Guy on, mm-hmm. on Medium. I didn't get much further than that to, to no. sort of attribute to him, but um, we oh, seem to be on a similar wavelength because mm-hmm. I had found this article that was how to create a Docker container for your Golang app. And a pretty simple article that just walks through, hey, so exactly what you were just saying, I created a, uh, I I created, I made a thing and now uh, my thing does some stuff, but wait, where am I going to run this thing? Um, So I I could just send that binary out into the world um, or I might want to do something like put it in a Docker container or in a container period. Um, and so this article that you'll see in the show notes is just about, oh, sorry, by, uh, oh gosh, I didn't actually attribute that in here. Um, oh, no, it's okay. This article was by uh, Aftal Risky, um, also on Medium, um, interestingly enough, and just walks through like, hey, you got a code base. Here's how you can potentially build a Docker file. Here's how you can potentially build your uh, Golang app into a container and run it. And it's a, it's a good little... A good little piece that just walks through. Hey, here's here's how it's going to go. Gives you some example code that you can try and run yourself. Yep. And uh, so check it out. It's pretty cool. There you go. Pretty well documented too. So there you go. Um, I I was also looking uh, through some of this um, super short article uh, created tensor from uh, Go to DataFrame. Mm-hmm. If you, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't read through it, but I thought that, you know, if you're thinking about creating a data frame from a CSV file, um, this is, seems like pretty cool. Yeah, a short little article to just grab. Uh, if you got a, if you have data that you need to get into TensorFlow, um, this one just walks through how to take your CSV file, um, turn it into a data frame, and then uh, send that bad boy to uh, TensorFlow. Or create a tensor. Uh, yeah. Machine learning is still an area that I am dabbling in and still trying to learn. So i i have a I have a concept of what a tensor is, um, and it's fun to say create a tensor. But um, <laughs> but anyway, short, <laughs> super concise little article, just saying, hey, do these things. Here's what your code could look like, and you can take your CSV, and now you have something that you can feed into your uh, TensorFlow application. Awesome. Uh, on the other side, we look at the minor update uh, to the Go versions. Obviously, uh, 1.13.6 and 1.12.15 was released. I yeah, don't just want to go through just, it all, just, <laughs> but you know it's there. Yeah. It was released yesterday. So. Yep, it's out there. So show notes will have the links. So check them out if you feel so inclined. I thought mm-hmm. we should keep that in the show notes just to say, hey, here it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um Cool, cool ways that we always kind of transition some projects um, that we were looking through and we found. I think some of the cool stuff. Uh, I projects. again, do we need like a, a sample board and like sound uh, noises and things to like switch between different parts of the show? We projects, sure do. projects, projects. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, that was terrible. <laughs> I apologize to you and to everyone you listening. And everybody. That it's was okay. awful. I'm sorry. <laughs> But we are going to talk about some projects that we found this week. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh my god. Um yeah, so I mean some pretty cool stuff. Um Sapper uh that was created so visualization for any shell command output. So anyways Sampler. We we always look at these <laughs> these cool things that are that are out there and and what people create and why. And you know me, <laughs> you know, I've shown you some back in the past, but like You love this. terminal programs. I do. And look at this thing. It is <laughs> like you, amazing. I can't I honestly can't <laughs> wait till people go and see this because you're gonna be like, What the this is insane. It's got a little bit of everything. It's got a little bit of time, what my Docker container stats look like. It's what got is, like how many the, documents are being processed got, by my mom. There's a, there's a bar graph of like year progress in here, day progress. This Absolutely. Is, this is actually this like, really awesome. <laughs> sampler. Yeah. Wow. Search engine response time. So anyways, whatever. It's <laughs> I have to go test it out, so I'm gonna just be honest with you. This is this is so cool. This is uh this Alexander is so cool. Luke. Oh gosh, I'm really Lukintian. Chicken up, chick off. I'm sorry. Uh, if you go to github.com slash SQS HQ slash sampler, yeah. um, you will find this code. Alexander, I'm sorry for butchering your name. Uh, yeah. This is quite frankly amazing. It's yeah. pretty, this is a cool project. So he's got some cool stuff for real world recipes where he's already built some stuff up for MySQL, uh, Postgres, uh, whatever. Um, we got MongoDB, NeoJ4, Kafka, Docker, SSH. Um, there's some stuff, other stuff where um, you can see how you can kind of change and customize it however you want for different interactive pieces, bar charts, gauges, like just kind of cool stuff, ASCII boxes. Oh man, it's like, it's, this is what I mean. This is where I get excited about this stuff. I don't know yeah, why. Like, I mean. have no clue why, but, and it doesn't <laughs> seem like it's too overtly complex to configure, which is actually pretty cool. Um, so. No, it doesn't. Um, I'm just trying to think where I would like where I'm going to set this up. Like, well, I, I I don't think I need everything, but I would I think I like local network activity. If I'm looking at that, or maybe I'm looking at um my search. I'm do, I don't know whatever I'm getting back from my search engine response time. That would be pretty cool to to clip that. Um, this is actually pretty neat. What is this? Uh, the year just the gauge. gauges. It's yeah, just so like can, an example of a gauge, so we can yeah. file transfers or whatever I'm looking at. I, I don't know. Whatever. Like this there's, there's there's so much. Or profiling specific <laughs> applications that are on here. Sure. Because I have some other stuff that's already been out there and I can kind of look at what it's at. And this clock is pretty awesome for the ASCII box, I'm not gonna lie to you. I this, <laughs> this feels super cool and I definitely want to find a way to to put this into my into my life. But it does kind of feel like it's one step away from like having analog uh <laughs> like analog um displays all around you with like like needles that are going up and down (laughs) and like you know what i mean like but yeah for for some reason it is it is so cool i don't know why i like it so much i do (laughs) i enjoy it it's just it's fantastic so anyways and there may be other ways to figure out how we can um you know create or customize it to however we want to do it or use it? I don't know. I, I'm going to use if it. Can, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to use it. I'm going to go and test it out and see what it what it looks like or what I can what I can do with it because I, I like it a lot. So that's cool. I'm going to go from there. Um, let's what else see. Do we have in projects. Uh, well, let's let's keep it on the on the fun side. Um, I, this was actually a, it was actually a medium post, um, but it is it's kind of a project. Um, this is Ferdinand Mooch. 
Uh, I'm not not going there. Sorry, Ferdinand. Um, (laughs) And uh, Ferdinand bought a DJI Tello, which is a which is a small drone, which probably keeps it under the uh, three. What is it? Three hundred gram limit now in the U.S. For anyway, it's a it's a small drone that has a camera and stuff. And um, what Ferdinand did is he went through and uses Go to actually um, build. Uh, he used the the GoBot SDK. Um, and, uh, started to, to build some code to actually manage his drone, um, with go, which is pretty freaking neat. Yeah, dude, this is, this is fantastic. I think this is a great read. It's not, it's not super long again, but it gives you good ideas to, you know, what he was able to do. You can easily walk through the, the go code that's actually there. We talk about different things. Like imagine though, like, <laughs> oh man. What if you created it and then you had a, I don't know, <laughs> somewhere Century. out of bounds and all of a sudden, bam. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, oh my God, I went left too far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he talks about that a little bit. Yeah, exactly. He had some so. instances like that. So, and, yeah. uh, and actually put the code up on GitHub, which is cool. So uh, it's all there yeah. if you want to take a look at it and yeah. how he did that. And of course, if you want to buy him a coffee, he's even got the... So even got the uh, even got the buy me a coffee link, so you can buy Ferdinand a coffee for his fun drone efforts. I'm gonna go buy him a coffee. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, oh, this is so cool. Uh, let's uh, also look at. Um, I lost my option window. Oh, there it is. Okay, I'm good. Uh, there was one piece where we were talking about, um, and I was looking at a few different things, uh, but somebody created a Golang IO cookbook. Um, it's just started. It was literally just published two days ago. It's gone through eight revisions. If you want to go take a look at it, uh, Jesse Duffield, uh, and just from a notes perspective, that's pretty, pretty good. Like, anyways, I like anybody who's trying to look through different things and make things easier or at least walk you through understanding something better and this is really kind of some cool stuff where he starts yeah. talking about the io reader uh, io I, writer and i like this article just, a lot um because i don't know about you but like io reader and an io writer are interfaces that get used for so many things in go and it's great that uh that um jesse has sat down and gone through and said all right you know, in his introduction basically says lots, you will end up using it. And I thought I would just try and make this more intuitive and break it down and, and let you know what it's all about. This is great. And again, like the go community is so cool. Just, I hey, thought man. about, I went through this thing, I figured out and I thought I needed to share it with everybody else because somebody else is going to get to this place in their, in their development and using go. So here it is when you get here read it up and hopefully it's going to help so yeah man awesome awesome so i mean with that uh to to the challenge time and our challenge last week was i can hear it in your voice already oh my gosh giveaway i'm relaxed so (laughs) spoiler alert yeah okay all right that's it uh so our challenge last week we were going to use um the tools that we have built so far to build an entire application from uh beginning to end and um yeah so holidays 
margaritas. <laughs> you were in Mexico. A you little, have a better a excuse. Of, a little bit of pool time. Yeah, yeah, family time. And every time I picked up my laptop, I got the, why are you on your laptop, Dad? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So I I'll just put that. this down, and I will jump in the pool and play with you for the next three hours. So... I cannot Anyways. blame you for that, and I don't no. think anybody listening can blame you for that. Um, no. It, and actually, it was a pretty ambitious uh, Im- ambitious goal. I think for me, I have no great excuses, really. Um, I, I think I there was probably New Year's, and guess everybody was lazy coming out of work, and you're yeah. just like, oh, I don't feel like it. Well, I, but, did, I did build code. Um, yeah. I built some Flutter code. Um, I built oh. some Python code. And so there you go. But I didn't, yeah, I didn't. You didn't write uh, Go code. You did everything but. I kind of did everything but. (laughs) Flutter is really interesting, by the way. This podcast has nothing to do with Flutter, but I have to tell you, if you're looking at buying or building, buying, if you're looking at building um, a front-end application, if you need to target mobile devices, because right now um, one of the things that we're building at work um, will eventually need a front-end. Yep. And so there's some go, there's some go in the back end um, and I'm building more go on the back end to do this this some of this stuff but the front end work is just not like there's no good way to get go running on iOS or go running on Android necessarily and so I started to look at Flutter and it's really interesting I mean Dart is is Dart but the idea that you can build your interface once um, and build some logic into it um it is uh it's it's very interesting um so it's it's been fun kind of playing with uh, i'm sorry i feel like i'm stepping out on uh, on go here but it was uh yeah it was really interesting a neat diversion it was a is much it was really neat to kind of it, it's like a it's like a shift in thinking to go from thinking about front end and like design and layout and how do i want it to look yeah um big shift from the or at least the go code that I'm doing, which is very much like I need to figure out how to talk to this interface and the data I'm getting back, right. and then how am I going to transform that data to send over to this other thing? So, um, so yeah. Anyway, spend a little bit of time in Flutter. That's fun. Um, spend a little bit of time in Python, um, doing some data sciencey things, and I did not get to our challenge at all. So that is a hundred percent. Okay, and I think that we're not going to get pooped on too much, but um, <laughs> so I mean, again, how do we resolve this? Very simple. Um, I think we talked about it a little bit earlier. Um, I think the best thing that we can do right now is actually this is the hundred days of coding. Both of us, and I mean, well, me definitely. I don't know if you want to do it. Sure. Oh yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, every day we're going to post into the Slack channel. Here's what we've been working on and what we're doing. Um, and what we were kind of building, but I think that's going to help us kind of get towards, you know, where we're going on our challenge, whether it's coding directly related or not. So when I'm actually coding for my application, you'll see me kind of go, Hey, building this application. Here are the four modules that I'm working on or one module, or here's what I'm looking at doing. Cause I don't want to just say, Hey, I coded today. I want to actually tell you what I'm doing. doing? And yeah. I think that's going to be good, man. I think I, I'm going to get excited about doing it. Um, and then. Um, so yeah, I feel, like, I, I feel like it's just a lot easier and I, and again, I'm more relaxed. I'm thinking, I know what I want to do. 
and I know exactly where I need to be. And I built the logic out in my head. It's about, it's right now, it's about to get onto my whiteboard tonight. And, you know, and I'm, I've already built the foundation of, of what I'm going to be, um, kind of building out. Cause I already know the, the seven different queries that I need to be running. And then I just need to create some of the middleware stuff that's going to basically interpret or graph or, represent what those things look like so anyways yeah man uh that's the way i think it is gonna be so it's, it's gonna be cool and i'll let you know as i i progress through that yeah it sounds like what do you think about uh next week's challenge uh being um complete your first seven days of the hundred days of code and i think yep. like chatting about um based on what we we do today in our jobs and chatting about moving to doing a little bit of code every day and the challenge of fitting the code in and if we learned anything from you know actually sitting in front of the code any new insights into go from actually working with it every day for the next 7 days yeah, i think that's a pretty good challenge what yes, do you think? sir. I think that's a wicked challenge. So we'll track our progress as we go through these hundred days. I think it'll probably might turn us onto the. Uh, it might turn us. Well, I mean, we could do literally a hundred days <laughs> for each of our weeklies, uh, but it might maybe just have it as a as a mini challenge as we keep going forward, um, and that'll kind of help progress us through. So I'm very excited to see how this is gonna to go out. I think we're all back. We're all refreshed. We're ready to go. We're ready to tackle all of this and um i'm gonna kind of maybe lay out what i'm trying to build and if people got other ideas around what i'm trying to build and maybe i will um maybe i can just maybe put it all in like a visio document or a flow diagram and just post it in a slack chat and go here's what we're building and then go from there yeah that'd be neat for sure i I like the idea of reporting into slack every day and and hey if you're listening and you're up for it and you want to start your 100 days of code go for it like and uh and jump into the jump into the slack channel and give us a ping and tell us what you're up to that would be super cool we're we're trying to build a community here we really do want it to be a place where we can all hang out and and chat about things and um and hopefully you know, y'all can influence what we, what we talk about and, um, eventually we can start to have guests and all that sort of great thing. So yeah, hit us up. Let us know what you're working on. Fantastic. So with that, always thank you for listening. You can find us on Twitter, 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 what is it? Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. You gave it away. That's your next big project, isn't it? Twitter. <laughs> Absolutely. You can find us on Twitter at ASG Podcast. You can find us on the Gopher Slack uh, hashtag All Systems Go. And as always, I'm Kofi Uhulu. I'm Chris Saunders. And let's go.